It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Climate predictions of a nine degree rise in global temperatures by the end of the century are no longer plausible, by the way. I, I had hinted at this yesterday. A study finds that we've already gone through enough to reduce carbon emissions to avoid those extreme scenarios. So this is the worst news if you're a Democrat because the world is not ending. That's how bad things are with the Democrat Party and liberals in general is that you're cheering for the end of the world. <laughs> and now that apparently is not happening. You know, and I think it was an Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez three uh, AOC and known as Sandy in high school. Uh, it suddenly became Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez when she was running for office. Anyway, um, three years ago she said that the world's going to end in twelve years, and now it's nine years away. And now this study comes out and says, "Nah, not really." Not really. The study reveals that models are being used. They don't use real data. And this has been around forever, by the way. This has been around forever. These climate models are based on computer models, not by real science, essentially. Uh, they rely on implausible scenarios, and they can uh, mislead policy analyses. This is kind of like a weather forecast. Weather casters in local cities, they always get blamed when, you're, when your picnic gets rained out because they didn't see rain coming. Uh, it's the same way with this climate thing here. They're, they're predicting that the doom and gloom and all that stuff, and apparently it's not going to happen. Uh, much to talk about today with regard to Hillary Clinton and spying on the Trump campaign. This is another one of the dominoes that we've said, duh, this is happening. And the mainstream media has shut us down on social media, mainstream media. Uh, a lot of things to uh, get to. I think the underlying current of the day is a global revolution. That's really what is happening right now, and I think it's going to continue to grow. I think there was an attempt for this, you know, I'm not into the New World Order conspiracy stuff, but I do know that there are people who really think we'd be better off with one currency, one united country where the elites live high on the hog and the rest of us, uh, we catch the, the crumbs that are thrown. That's what that is all about. It's a socialist dream come true. So... Um, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of uh, silencing people going on, and there's a lot of nonsense going on with regard to the country. We will start with Hillary Clinton and uh, her reacting to the John Durham revelation that she spied on Trump. Uh, uh, Clinton says that uh, the story is nonsense, by the way. Uh, she said that the uh, the special counsel's revelations are a desperate fake scandal. Uh, this from the woman who had a, a hidden server and destroyed 36,000 emails. They just disappeared. And the mainstream media said, oh, this is, these are all these emails were about your daughter's wedding and yoga? Uh, okay, cool. Not even questioning that Hillary Clinton does yoga. Because I'm not thinking, I, just, I keep thinking downward dog and her. And I, you know, ugh, geez, glad I didn't eat this morning. Uh, she shared this Vanity Fair article saying that uh, she didn't spy with a subtitle, in less breaking news, Donald Trump remains a moron. Okay? The article is by the magazine's politics correspondent, Bess Levin. Vanity Fair has a politics correspondent. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Bess Levin, who writes articles highly critical of Trump and Republicans, imagine that serves as a mouthpiece for the Democrat agenda. And, of course, Hillary Clinton uh, linked to that. That was, her, that was her big debunking of spying. Here is uh, Hillary Clinton being asked by a U.K. Daily Mail reporter outside in New York about the scandal. And, of course, she got out of a van she fell into during the campaign a few years ago. She walks into a restaurant and is confronted and says nothing with a mask that almost hides her eyes. It's that big. 
here's Hillary. Hillary, Laura Collins, Daily Mail. Did you pay to spy on the Trump campaign? What are you going to comment on the spying allegations, Hillary? Did you pay for to have him spied on? Yeah, just go refer to uh, Vanity Fair. That's <laughs> pretty bad. That's really bad if you if you decide to uh, divert someone's attention by sending them to a Vanity Fair article. I think they also had something on delightful summer recipes and uh, hot new fashions for the spring. I, you know, of course, uh, Vanity Fair magazine never featured uh, the supermodel, five language speaking first lady of the United States, uh, Melania Trump, while she was in office or not in office while he was in office and she was the first lady. My friend Grant Stinchfield on uh, on Newsmax Television, uh, I work at Newsmax Television. I've got to tell you, I think Grant Stinchfield is spot on. Here he is talking about Hillary Clinton and what should happen. It is time for America, folks, to start having a serious conversation about putting Hillary Clinton in prison. The evidence continues to mount that she operates more like a mafia boss than a politician. She has become accustomed to getting away with her crimes. It is now high time. The Democrat Party denounced the Clinton family and Hillary's will. Yeah, that's going to happen. Willingness to cheat with no regard for whose lives she ruins along the way. The man behind the probe into who orchestrated the Russian collusion hoax against President Trump just exposed the biggest political crime in American history. Yeah, John Durham, though, has never had an article in Vanity Fair, so he clearly doesn't have any credibility. In court filings, John Durham revealed... The Clinton campaign, as he puts it, as a statement of fact, paid to infiltrate computer servers tied to the residences of Trump before he became president, and even the White House servers after he became president. Yeah, we know this. We know this. If you just kind of back up, just back up for a second and use common sense on a lot of these arguments that we've had, for instance, uh, there's a laboratory that does bioweapons in Wuhan, China. And Anthony Fauci and his organization were uh, funding uh, gain-of-function research there to move uh, animal viruses into human to make them more contagious. And uh, um, a global pandemic, uh, formerly a bat virus, is unleashed on the world from Wuhan, China. Uh, the common sense answer is, yeah, it came from the lab. Okay, there you, the lab. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. And more, more common sense. If this is the deadliest virus in the history of mankind, uh, and and everybody's going to die, then why did Home Depot and Lowe's stay open and Walmart? Why did they stay open? Why did grocery stay, stores stay open? Why did liquor stores stay open? And where are the body pits behind all of them? Oh yeah, there were none. Okay. Um, I could go there with Russia collusion. There was never any Russia collusion. Donald Trump never colluded with Russia. There was no reason, and again, no compelling argument by Russia to have Donald Trump in the White House because you saw what he did. He made us energy independent. And to be quite honest, Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un and President Xi didn't F with us while Donald Trump was the president. I didn't want to, you know, <clears throat> kind of put a little filter on that. But, you know, that's that's what it's all about, kids. So... Here we are again. Uh, we are being told by the news media. We have been told by the news media for the last literally over three years after the FBI in 20, no, five years now, the FBI in 2017 said that there was no Russia collusion between Donald Trump and Russia and this bank and this supposed hotline that was in the White House. It never, ever, ever existed. There's no proof of it. It was disproven by the freaking FBI. 
And yet Jake Sullivan, national security advisor, now during the Biden administration said in 2017, oh yeah, there was, it definitely was, there was collusion. And Hillary Clinton has been tweeting even the last year or so about Russia collusion, and it's nonsense. It's always has been nonsense. And it all has been to cover up Hillary Clinton, and I've said this, fr- I mean, go back five years ago. I will say all of this, this Russia collusion hoax is about covering the real collusion between Hillary Clinton and Russia. Russia bought and paid for Hillary Clinton with Uranium One, with her foundation, getting over $100 million donated by Russian oligarchs. And this was after the Uranium One deal when she was, of course, the Secretary of State. You got the Rose Law Firm and all of the scandals and the dead bodies. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, there's a lot of dead people left in the wake. I don't know what happened to them. You know, certainly I wouldn't want to say anything because I don't want to get killed by the Clintons. But uh, I, I certainly wouldn't say that. Uh, anyway, uh, there's been scandal after scandal after scandal. We can only hope that the dearth of evidence and the outrage over everything in the country right now and the swamp in general might actually uh, result in somebody getting to a hell of a lot of trouble over this. Here's my friend Grant Stinchfield talking about uh, some of the connections uh, that were involved in the espionage. Were these cyber hackers paid for by the Clinton campaign trying to plant evidence as well? I have a feeling they probably were. I think there was some of that going on too, thank you. Here is what John Durham says he does know. The tech executives paid by the Clinton campaign, as he lists them, enlisted the help of researchers at Indiana University that already had a cybersecurity contract with the federal government to analyze large amounts of Internet data. John Durham's filings claim this tech executive, quote, tasked these researchers to mine Internet data to establish an inference and narrative tying then-candidate Trump to Russia. And there was not a shred, not a sentence, nothing, not a phone call, not an email, not a text message that tied Donald Trump to Russia. It goes on to read, the technology firm that the executive worked for had, quote, come to access and maintain dedicated servers for Trump's executive office. This amounts to espionage against one's own country. Yeah, and it also is essentially, and it is, honestly, an attempted coup. An organized and attempted coup. It was trying to bring down the Trump administration and the mainstream media and big social media and the Democrat Party and Hillary Clinton tried and tried and tried for four years. Remember those two fake impeachments? Try to oust a sitting United States president, and Trump has been right about that all along now. There was absolutely spying into my campaign. Uh, I'll go a step further. In my opinion, it was illegal spying, unprecedented spying. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. Remember, if they say it's misinformation or disinformation, it means you know the truth, and Donald Trump knew the truth. They've been spying on my campaign. They spied on my campaign, and they got caught. They spied on my campaign, and that includes Biden and Obama. If we did... Biden and Obama were actually informed of this by John Brenneman in the Oval Office when Obama was the president. They did. You would have many people in jail all right, all right now. So they spied on my campaign. We caught them. And by the way, that's Biden. That's Obama. They spied on my campaign. It's never happened before. It's treason. And it's growing. Here's a Senator Ron Johnson talking about what, in fact, was an attempted coup and a treasonous act. 
And, uh, you know, what, what President Trump endured, he basically endured an internal coup during the entire four years of his, of his administration. Yep. Remember, within two weeks, two of his phone calls with foreign leaders were leaked to the media. And so this has been a massive conspiracy. It was an internal coup. And the conspirators, the co-conspirators, look what they have dragged our nation through for the last five years. This needs to be exposed. The truth needs to be told. The American people deserve the truth. And these people need to be held accountable. And you know who really needs to be held accountable? Who's that? Probably the, the primary coast conspirators is the, is the mainstream media. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe they were just simply duped. I think they are complicit in this. They continue to be complicit in this. And again, all of these dominoes are falling. Today is a special day, the one-year anniversary of the passing of the greatest talk show host in the history of radio, Rush Limbaugh, a man who not only, uh, he not only changed uh, radio and saved AM radio, uh, amplitude modulation for those who are keeping track, versus frequency modulation, which is FM. Uh, he, he brought it back. He brought it back. He made it huge, and it still is huge, believe it or not. I know, it's huge. Uh, it still is because the message is powerful. And he's the guy who, uh, who uh, built the framework for it. He's the guy who uh, made those steps. He's the guy who not only changed radio, but politics and the world. The entire world. And he handled it with grace and with a wink and a nod. And I want to, uh, and I want to play this for you. I wrote this, I think, around 1994, 95 for Mr. Limbaugh, whose show was, uh, you know, exploding around the country right about then. Uh, this is uh, a group of singers that a friend of mine named Rusty Humphreys assembled. We lovingly call them the Rush Hawkins Singers with the theme song for Rush's show. Still gives me goosebumps. Unbelievable. I, I hope that, uh, uh, if not brought back memories, at least maybe uh, made you rem remember him and uh, what he did for talk radio, because it, uh, it was remarkable. Anybody who knows me knows that I hate wasting time. In the morning when I do my show prep, don't talk to me. I've got too much on my plate. And so the last thing I need is to have to go to the post office. Do a run to the post office. Uh, have you tried stamps.com? Are you still paying full price 
for postage? Are you still going to the post office? You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from UPS, USPS, and more. Stamps.com saves thousands of hours and tons of money every year. Simply use your computer. Print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get up to 40% discount off of post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Huge! Not to mention, Stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. There's no risk, and with my promo code NEWSMAX, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the home page type in newsmax that's stamps.com promo code newsmax stamps.com never go to the post office again <laughs> let's go to a joe in dundalk maryland he's joining us on the phone uh, you got some comments on uh, hillary clinton there joe what's up oh uh, first of all congratulations on this time slot uh, you're fantastic Thank you, um hillary i understand that she's offered to help write suicide notes for people now <laughs> yes, yes, I've I've heard that as well. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, yeah. Anybody who's associated with them, and it's funny because there are literally there are um, uh, journalists and whatnot who will literally say that uh, I don't have any plan on killing myself. I have no intention of killing myself in case something happens. Uh, and those are people who generally are reporting on Hillary Clinton or the Democrat Party. But go ahead. And she's got a whole truckload of old rugs. Yes, she does. Yes. So, what? What's, what else? What else, my friend? Oh, oh, and uh, as far as Russia, I mean, I, I heard heard that on the radio that day, and it, it just knocked me down. I couldn't believe it. I know. And, and it's interesting because radio is a very intimate uh, medium, and you you have radio with you wherever you go. It's not like television. You know, you literally have to stop chopping vegetables if you're going to watch the television. But, you know, people drive and they work out, and they, and they had Russia's voice in their homes and in their headphones and in their offices for over 30 years. So, yeah, it was an amazing blow. It really was. It was profound. It was again, profound. Again, thanks for filling this time slot for us. All right, bro. Have a good day. Appreciate it. Joe Biden has tapped a non-binary drag queen to look after nuclear waste. MIT graduate and kink activist says it will be an enormous challenge to take on a top-level Department of Energy role. Sam Brinton, who uses the pronouns they and them, uh, which should disqualify you from any position of authority, to be quite honest, because you're insane. And I've just insulted everybody, and I'm a transphobe, right? Uh, he uses the they and them said in a post in LinkedIn, or is it kinked It could be kinked could be a completely different uh, thing there. But anyway, uh, that they have accepted, uh, they, they have accepted. It's not him, it's they, it's the, it's the, it's the little voices in his head. He's insane. Uh, has accepted the job of a deputy assistant uh, secretary of spent fuel. Are they spent fuel rods uh, and waste disposition? Uh, the White House has not yet confirmed the appointment, despite repeated requests from uh, the Daily Mail. Uh, Sam, in their post, said they, God in heaven, uh, proudly will be the first gender fluid person in federal government leadership. What's that on the floor? Uh, I think I spilled some gender fluid. Could you hand me a Kleenex? Something, anything. It's, it's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Photos online show them. I can't believe this article is calling them them. Dear God, don't ever do that. 
Uh, don't ever do that. If somebody says, oh, I'm them, you know what? I'm like, uh, I only see one of you. So, you know, our conversation is over. Um, photos online show them posing with men in, uh, in bondage gear, dressed up uh, with dog collars. Uh, he was dressed, he, them, they, they, they were dressed up uh, as a nun and wearing red lace gown to galas, by the way. They, all of those insane people in that person's head. Uh, Sam is seen in some photos wearing bright red lipstick beneath their mustache. Uh, Sam, uh, they, whatever, has previously worked for anti-nuclear waste organizations and LGBTQI organizations. Okay. It's nice to know we have somebody like that handling our nuclear waste. It's just, just nice. And who doesn't want some delightful photos of you wearing bondage gear and men, uh, Wearing dog collars, yeah, you know, and muzzles. That's just, that's, that's the new abnormal. It's abnormal. I'm just going to say it. I know I'm a transphobe, I guess, because of that, but it's, uh, it's, it's uh, kind of abnormal. <sighs> Canada's uh, House of Commons erupted after uh, Justin Trudeau accused a Jewish parliament member of, of waving swastikas. That's, that's how things have gone. Justin Trudeau is the uh, Nikolai Ceausescu of Canada. Not saying that he's going to be dragged from the office and lined up against a wall, but he clearly is. Uh, I think he's done. I think he's really, really done. I think that uh, uh, he is over. He's shown himself to be a weak leader, and he still, he still is willing to use this kind of language with regard to people who are there to protest a mandate, saying that they wave swastikas. I'll just say this real quick. <clears throat> Justin Trudeau, like Joe Biden, has attempted to, um, the, the same playbook with regard to calling the opposition white supremacist, Nazi, the worst names you could possibly call someone. It doesn't get worse than Nazi. It doesn't get worse than swastika. But they are willing to go to the ends of the earth to repeat this lie over and over again until there is some sort of uh, uh, reaction, resignment by others to believe this is true, uh, certainly touted by the mainstream media in both Canada and the United States. And this kind of language is meant to not only demean your foes, but also to make them targets. Uh, targets of individuals like the Antifa member who ran over four members of the Ottawa peaceful truck driving convoy. Uh, and then also to uh, increasingly weaken the resistance to a government reaction uh, and possibly a violent physical reaction with the protesters. Hence the reason why uh, the last couple of days the prime minister has invoked essentially martial law and said that if you bring your kids down to the protest, you'll be fine because they don't want to have kids watching mom and dad get their skulls beaten in. <clears throat> or dragged by their hair, or uh, maced in the face, or whatever. Because I think that's going to happen. They are going to do their very best to forcefully remove these peaceful people. And I'm going to say this. I hope and pray that truckers stop serving Ottawa. That every truck driver in the country says, and every truck driving company says, we are not delivering goods and services to Ottawa. That's what has to happen next. There you go. 
that's really radical. You know what? You know what radical is? Calling people sw- Nazis, uh, uh, waving swastikas. But here is uh, uh, Jewish parliamentarian. Her name is Melissa Lantzman. She is an LGBTQI member. Actually, she's a lesbian. But anyway, uh, she is also Jewish. And uh, here's the exchange where she tries to make a point about being demonized for supporting a peaceful protest. And then Justin Trudeau essentially calling a Jew a Nazi. Optimistic, hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way? When did it happen? Whoa, Mike Drop. Prime Minister. And here's the Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. Well, there you go. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will. The left is so evil that they infiltrate peaceful gatherings, and they create violence, and the media plays along with it. There was one person walking around masked with a Canadian flag with a swastika on it. That uh, person was discharged by the attendees. There was another person with a uh, Confederate flag, which makes a lot of sense in Canada. I mean, really makes a lot of sense in Canada. And that person was summarily removed because he was a plant. The swastika carrier was a plant. But the media is willing to say, and Justin Trudeau is willing to say, that everybody involved in the movement carries swastikas and Confederate flags. This is the worst kind of sickening, sickening totalitarian propaganda that should not be allowed to exist. We have a special guest on the line right now. He is a former Trump campaign aide, author of uh, Wicked Game, an insider story on how Trump won, Mueller failed, and America lost. Uh, Rick Gates joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. And Rick, I got to tell you, when I saw the topic Durham probe, I almost canceled because I know you have nothing to say about it. Nothing at all, Rob. <laughs> Good to meet you again. And it's uh, definitely created a much anticipated stir in, in all over the country. And I'm glad to finally see that Durham is getting. Some of the information out, and I can tell you there is a lot more to come. This has to be a relief for you, what happened uh, this week with regard to what he uh, released, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, operatives uh, not only surveilling. We knew this. They were surveilling the campaign. The president knew. You knew it. You knew it at the time. Explain to me, I mean, do you feel vindicated this week? Uh, The the vindication is starting. We're certainly not there yet. I feel certainly more vindicated when all the perpetrators of this are brought to justice. And I hope that's the case. My biggest concern right now, an appeal is to Merrick Garland. And if he happens to ever listen to conservative show, that he will put politics aside and let Durham follow the leads and, and bring the evidence. And as the evidence shows criminal wrongdoing, then Merrick Garland needs to allow that to be prosecuted. 
the Democrat Party is an abusive organization. Hillary Clinton's, uh, her organization, they are abusive. You suffered some of that abuse. You are one of the many people that were, uh, I mean, nearly destroyed over this. Can you share us uh, with us briefly what it was like for you defending the president of the United States against attacks that you knew were false, but everybody in the world, mainstream media, big social media, Democrat Party, were saying that Donald Trump was the criminal here. Uh, tell us about was, your experience, Rick, please. Absolutely, Rod. It decimated our lives. You know, me, my family, uh, my extended family. I mean, nobody anticipated that our own government, the American government, could go to these lengths. And I think that's one of the most disturbing things that we're seeing from the Durham, Durham information. Uh, he's been able to connect the dots. So this wasn't just Hillary Clinton and some of her senior staffers concocting the narrative to try to save her president, presidential campaign and try to win. But they were using people inside government agencies, some of them sensitive, CIA, FBI, DOJ. So it is really insidious about how some of these actors were willing to accept information. And the, the real question is how many of them were yes. actually doing it deliberately versus some of those that might have been misled. I, look, I'll tell you after being through this, Rob, I am all about the facts and making sure that we have absolute transparency. I a thousand percent agree with President Trump the other day when he said, De release the rest of the declassified documents. Why are certain agencies holding back information? They're holding it back from Durham. More importantly, they're holding it back from the American people. I, look, Rob, I, I have, I'm okay with all this information coming out. And if you're one of those people that says, no, I still think, you know, Trump did something with Russia, even though it doesn't exist, that's your opinion. You can hold to it. Everybody's entitled to that. But we need to get the rest of the facts out. And that's exactly what John Durham's trying to do. But in the, in the context of that, over the last six years, and I've been going through this route for six years, it has been absolutely destructive and demoralizing to see that people inside our government could be this corrupt. You know, and, and also the sickening thing about it, <clears throat> and we've seen the ultimate um, example of this with January the 6th protesters being uh, in jail, in solitary confinement, 22 hours a day, being denied food, being denied uh, visitation, uh, uh, church services, religious services. Uh, I could go on and on. And there are people who would watch you go to jail, ruin your family based on a lie, sir. Oh, Rob, I, I said the same thing. I was one of those people that said, there's no way this can happen in America. And then when it happens to you and you see it firsthand, the lengths that they were willing to go to to try to entrap, ensnare, uh, politically persecute us, do everything that they could. They, they threatened members of my family. They brought ridiculous false charges in an attempt to get me to turn on other people, which was never going to happen because nobody, ever, President Trump didn't do anything. We all know that now. I think if, if nothing else, whether you like President Trump or not, at least you know that from a factual and evidentiary perspective, he did absolutely nothing in terms of Russian influence. And un unfortunately, what we now see is that it, it's the, the, the people that were propagating this narrative, narrative are the true perpetrators. And then, Rob, let me just say, I think it's, it's very ironic that Hillary Clinton fabricated a narrative to try to take down Donald Trump. And that is actually what led ultimately to Durham's appointment as special counsel. So the very narrative she created to try to win the presidency will now likely be her downfall.
It's interesting. Uh, the FBI, the NSA appear to be thick as thieves. I mean, this is the ultimate exposure of what we call the swamp. And I don't think uh, most Americans had any inkling uh, how deep this went. You knew about it. Now, you got this book. It's uh, it's Wicked Game, an insider story on how Trump Mueller failed and America lost. Uh, tell me how you think Trump won. Well, Trump won because he won the election. And yes. that was yes. the most important aspect when everybody thought he was going to lose and against yeah, all yeah. odds and showing the corruption in politics, both sides, Republican and Democrat, he was able to resonate with the American people in a way that they were saying, we're tired of politics and politicians. We want a guy like President Trump. And he came in and he did exactly what he said he was going to do, which, as you know, as well as anybody, I don't think there's any politician out there that actually does that. Uh, Mueller failed, obviously. Yeah, Mueller failed in, in, in more ways. And Mueller uh, was tasked with an assignment, which there will hopefully be more information that is in the public domain. But even Mueller had his doubts early on about the probe and thought that there were certain things about it that didn't seem right. Uh, I would love to uh, hear his side of the story and how much political pressure he was under, because I believe if the truth, the full truth, were to come out, you would see that the FBI and uh, the Mueller probe knew in advance before the investigation even began that there had been no conclusive evidence, information that President Trump had worked with or done anything with Russia. And so that by itself, they created the entire investigation on a false premise. And that's exactly now what John Durham uh, has been proving. The question is, how high does it go? And as Durham continues to pull through this, you're going to see other names. You're going to see Peter Strzok come back up, Andrew McCabe. I can tell you from uh, information that I was uh, privy to during the Mueller investigation and after, uh, there are a lot more people to go, and Durham is going to be very methodical and deliberate about it, which is exactly what he should do. He's putting politics aside and saying for the good of the country, for the good of democracy, we need all of the facts to come out and have absolute transparency. It is really funny. Uh, the mainstream media are completely silent about it, except for Joe, uh, Joe Scarborough with his inflatable hair and his inflatable wife. Um, they uh, both uh, acted like they read the probe. They, they found it to be laughable. There were no dates. And time. Hillary Clinton yesterday said it was another uh, uh, conspiracy theorist uh, theory, I guess, is what she's kind of leaning toward. I just think it's amazing. What do you think about the media here? Uh, Hillary Clinton, and all of the D.C. insiders, the members of the swamp, being silent on this? Yeah, you don't see the Leslie Stahls or the New York Times ah. or Washington Post issuing any retractions right now, do you? No. And, and that's just to start, you know, a few. I mean, it goes into the hundreds. And I think, again, it's part of a, uh, a sad moment for our country that the media would collaborate, and, and I use the word collude, with Clinton, her campaign, her staff, I mean, I go back to the New York Times, and they were awarded a Pulitzer in 2018 yeah. for their coverage. And yeah. one, of the, one of the parts of the statement that the Pulitzer uses is for such a great job on their deeply sourced information. And I'm wondering <laughs> what they're going to uh, respond with that now. And, Rob, I thought it was very telling that when the news first broke, the media went completely silent. Only yeah. in the last 24 hours has the mainstream media and liberal media really picked this up because Hillary came out and finally gave a statement. But guess what? You still haven't gotten a statement from Obama. You still haven't gotten a statement from Joe Biden on this. And they both were in the know 
in 2016 of exactly what was happening. So when are they going to respond? And the really the amazing thing also, and I, I was watching Catherine Herridge on Twitter. She's a marvelous reporter. And she had uh, read the, uh, the document on Monday and said that the FBI clearly knew that there was no Russia collusion between Donald Trump and Russia and this Alpha Bank hotline, whatever. It was all nonsense while Jake Sullivan was appearing on CNN and saying there was. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jake Sullivan and his uh, now still involvement with the Biden administration? Do you think he's going anywhere? Uh, you know, probably not. They've already protected him once. Uh, when the original Durham indictment came out, Jake Sullivan was named in that. But look, Rob, on the campaign, I remember vividly the day that we sat and we got a call from a reporter uh, indicating they were going to report a story about our organization, the Trump organization, uh, having contact with uh, the Russian uh, Alpha Bank. And we all looked around and thinking, like, where did this come from? And immediately went to some of the family members, and they looked even more, like, surprised. Yeah. They, some of them didn't know what Alpha Bank was. So yeah. it, the whole thing now, as Durham's been able to do, and look, only somebody like Durham could do this, right? I mean, only somebody could get to the real evidence, get to the text, the email of somebody like Jake Sullivan. And the, I, the interesting thing about Jake Sullivan is that look at, look at everything that he did to try to destroy Donald Trump yeah. Even considering some of the you know possible illegal things that he's done through that process, he ends up as Biden's national security advisor. And one of the greatest foreign policy disasters right now is Russia and Ukraine. And yeah. Jake Sullivan is the national security advisor. What it's, does that it, say about Biden? You know, associating himself with somebody like that. Well, because uh, Joe Biden, uh, he has the reverse Midas touch. Everything that is gold, he turns to crap. That's what he has done. Uh, and, you know, I, I had an Alpha Bank account myself, but there are no ATMs in the States. It just, you know, you can't, you know, what, so I had to drop him. I had to drop him. One more question. We got to run uh, Rick Gates. I greatly appreciate your time today. One of the things that I worried about was you've got so many of these deep staters going after individuals who uh, you were, uh, uh, you know, a private citizen. You you came to government uh, and working with Donald Trump and whatnot. Uh, did did they try to turn your family against you at any time? Did they try you and your wife say, honey, is anything this, is anything about this true? What's going on? Was there a point where you were like, oh, my God, this look what they're trying to do? Well, it wasn't necessarily – they had tried to attack my family. They went after other family okay. members on yeah. totally unrelated charges, and they went after uh, my friends and other associates uh, in an attempt to do that. And that's the way they work. It's the pyramid scheme, right? They use me to try to get to others. They use others to try to get to me. Uh, at the end of the day, nobody had anything, and that's exactly what ended up being the conclusion of the report. And look, that's what the Mueller probe did. They came up with a conclusion. They completely made it up, and then they tried to go find the evidence to prove it. When they couldn't find the yes. evidence, then they ran into problems. Absolutely. Well, Rick, I, I greatly appreciate your time today. I know you're in high demand. Uh, your book is Wicked Game, an insider story on how Trump won. I'm really looking forward to reading it. It's available on Amazon. And, of course, you also are on social media. Tell everybody where you are, sir. Yep, I'm on Twitter, Rick W. Gates, uh, and on Facebook as well, same address. And uh, really appreciate the time, Rob, and always enjoy being on your show. All right, my friend. Uh, take care of yourself. Have a glorious weekend. Be well. You too. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.